What's up everybody? This is Bible Bunker and today we're going to be talking about taking God seriously. Yeah. Not just going through the most. Um, most. I talk a lot most. for a living and sometimes my voice and my brain don't connect. Um, he said motion in case motion. Um, and that's like from the very beginning of the Bible who's the first person that God like openly corrected after the fall Satan right Cain after Adam and Eve and Satan oh okay um, and why did he correct Cain because Cain was just like here I'll give you some stuff and without the shedding of blood there's no forgiveness of sins so Abel brings a sheep. He takes it seriously. It's his precious firstborn lamb. And if you raise animals, if you have ever had a dog or a kitten or a squirrel and you've raised it, imagine killing it as a way to be right with God. And so Abel did that. And then Cain was like, I'll give God some of my stuff, but I'm not giving him my own animals. That's crazy. And God says, it, if you do the right thing, will you not be accepted? And Cain was really upset that he wasn't accepted. But he didn't do the right thing. Um, and that's a good question to ask yourself. Which one am I more like? Do I give God my best? Or do I give God my... Eh, here you go. And I think it should be convicting. I think every one of us, every believer ever, should be like, I, I could do better. And what's crazy is, like, a sheep was... a, Like, that was, like, everything. But, like, even what... Cain gave, this is why it always confused me, was not a little bit. It was a lot. Yeah. It just wasn't what God wanted. Like, so for, it's not even equal to us. We give God nothing. We don't give him anything of ours that, like, if God asked for it, we'd probably be like, uh, I don't know. I don't know if I do, because he doesn't require sacrifice. Like, give me your car. Want. We'd be like, ah, you know, why do you need a car, God? <laughs> <laughs> that's actually, that's true. They probably thought that. Why do you need a sheep? Yeah. I think it's very similar. Um, and here in the beginning, and really the most of the Torah, the first five books, is God telling the story of the law that he would give his pe people. And there are other offerings that Leviticus brings up that take salt or wheat or like a loaf of bread or whatever it is. And so Cain is acting out a peace offering. He's not acting, acting out a guilt or sin offering. And God said, you have to give something that bleeds to be right with me. And Cain's saying, like, no, let's just be cool. I don't need to be right with you. Let's just be all right. And I think that's an easy attitude. Um, like, I go to church. I don't swear that much. Uh, like, I see some messed up things in movies, but not my friends see worse movies. Like, we, we gauge our righteousness on what we don't do. And it's so easy to get away down that path. Because as you're suppressing God, you can't hear his voice as much. Yeah. And you don't care to hear it. And sin keeps his voice from you. Yeah. Uh, the only voice you're going to hear from God if you're living in sin and you haven't repented of it is the conviction of his Holy Spirit. Yes. and that. that Otherwise, you're going to feel far from him. That like, does happen, though. But it's just, yeah, like, for instance, like, what about apostates? What do you, think what about, do you mean? Like, what, um, People who are, like, teaching some messed up stuff? No, no. No, um, people that say they're saved, but their actions don't show it. Yeah, like not a single bit. Yeah, no. Yeah. That's what I mean. Like, what do you think happens to them? Do you think they just don't hear they're God's gonna, voice? I don't know if they ever have. Like, I think that's... I, I can't say for sure, but I know a lot of my friends who say they're Christians, and their only, like, logic for that is, like, my mom brought me to church 
when I was a kid. Well, that, or I'm a good person, it, too. Yeah, but that's not what a Christian is. That's not what a believer is. That's like someone who heard about God one time. <laughs> or like, you're not saved through your grandma or through your mom. And there's no salvation other than by calling you personally on the name of Jesus for forgiveness, for salvation. Um, quick side note, uh, when David was told the story by Nathan, David kills a guy, takes his wife, well, sleeps with the guy's wife, kills the guy, and takes his wife, and he thinks he gets away with it. The prophet comes in and says, this rich guy has a bunch of sheep, this poor guy has one sheep, and the rich guy, when he had guests, killed the poor guy's sheep, who the poor guy loved so much. David gets really upset because in Hebrew, that word for sheep is female sheep. So this is a rabbit trail, and we'll get right back onto it. He took the sheep. Yeah. He not took the not sheep killed. He took his only sheep, even though he had a bunch of to sheep. To kill it, to own. serve to the guests for dinner. Really? Yes. Oh, wow. And it, it's a female sheep. And David's a shepherd. You never kill the females. God never asked for a female sheep, because that female sheep is what keeps your your entire oh, stock alive. That's a deep So not only did he kill his sheep, he killed his the future for his children, because that female can have more sheep. So anyway, back to... I didn't know that part of it. Yeah, cool. I, my brother was in seminary, and they brought that up. It was really cool. But, uh, you know, also, you, you can tell if someone's serious by if they love little, little side trails like that. Like, oh, that's really cool. Like, you can tell if you're getting more serious with God, if you're interested in those small details that highlight these moments where David is so upset and so offended. And Just little like, details, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so it's not too much of a side trail. Just does the Bible ever get you excited? Does the Bible ever give you relief? Does it ever give you answers? Uh, do you even open it? Like, number one, if you want to take God seriously, you have to talk to him. And you talked a little bit about that. Michael was teaching our kids last night. Yeah, the, the two main things that are a part of a relationship, and this is what I told the kids. It's you got to simplify it for kids, but I'm going to try to say it more a little more straight up here because I don't have to explain it to little kids hopefully um but just relationship is what God wants and the two main parts of a relationship is talking with them hearing from them and you talking to them and action like doing stuff for them you know or else what is what if if those things don't exist then what is a relationship it's not even really a relationship so what did God do to initiate his relationship with us if you take it from talking and acting um, I mean, he called out to Israel uh, like an infinite number of times, and then he acted by becoming like us because that was the only way, and then uh, taking the punishment that we deserved, so, and then raising again because death, death doesn't have a power over God, and then now it has no power over us if we are in him. Yeah, and I think word and deed, you have to have both, uh, or, or your. If, there's there's some husbands who say I provide for my family. I don't know what my wife's upset about. Like why is she upset at her marriage? I I oh. go to work and she just gets to stay at home and do nothing. Like that's bullcrap. If you ever stay at home with kids, women watching your kids, you work so much harder than people who get to go to work. Um, sometimes I'm like, oh good, I get to go to work. <laughs> um, but uh, just he think and the guy the husband can't figure out what's wrong with his wife. I provide. I do what I'm supposed to do. And do you talk to her? Do you have fun together? Do you spend time together? 
does does your word meet what you're doing or are you just trying to feel good about yourself and uh another question i ask people is how many times did jesus say i love you did he ever say to his disciples i love you guys or i love the world john says it about him but jesus is never quoted saying the words i love you or love like he says love of money but speaking to a person saying i love you when he wept what did they say about him let's see how he loved him but that's yeah. not I, i'm gonna call you that's yeah, not true john 15 john 16 i called say? i uh uh oh basically he's talking to his disciples and he's um this is in the whatever uh oh as i have loved you yeah well and um not only that there's uh, I'm talking about a literal Peter said or Jesus said to Peter, I love you. Or Jesus said Wait, to his disciples. What's your point with this? Keep, I, I think I, I don't know where you're going with this, but I see what you're saying. How does John, how is he able to write, for God so loved the world that he sent his only son? It's because he did it. He sent his only son. And he died for us. And he uh, proved his love. Okay. And those are the best moments. There's, I say I love you to a lot of people, but when someone's proven it, it means more to me. When they've been there for me, when I, I'm desperate, that I love you means so much more. And like in the Old Testament, God didn't say I love you until the fifth book of the Bible. After he brought them out of slavery, through wars and battle, into the promised land, or right before he's going to the promised land, and he says, because I have loved you. And I didn't. he says, I loved you be, not because you were great, but because I loved you. <laughs> like Because I chose to love you. So there's an old guy at our church... Uh, who still just says, why would God love me? And I just, I don't know why he's stuck on that, but he is. And I just said, because he does. Do you need an explanation? He loves you because he loves you. Because he's your father. And every father loves his child. And so, the, the there's really not that over and over again, God saying to his people, I love you, or Jesus saying, I love you to everyone he meets. But he proved it, and they felt it, and they knew it through his tears, through his actions, and what does he say to Peter over the fire after Peter's betrayed him? He says, do you love me? Because that's assuming Peter already knows that Jesus loves him. And so he's saying, I need, to, I need to hear you say that you love me. So that's even cooler. Like, God wants to hear you say that you love him. And that's the talking part of it. Yeah. Yeah. Those are the, the two main parts of a relationship. I, at least as... I don't know. There's definitely, obviously, other parts. But the two main parts, like, if you don't have one of these, then it's not a relationship, is action and, and conversation. Um, both us talking to God by praying or just talking to him. I don't know. Sometimes people see prayer as such a formal thing, but my prayer is not often very formal. It's often just like I'm talking to a friend, even though there's some middle ground between he's a scary God and he's also my loving father. But talking to him and hearing from him by reading the Bible and then the action part is us trying to do what he wants us to do. That's on our part. And then on his part, just trusting that he's doing everything for us because he is. He just makes everything line up in this craziest way that when you look back, it's just like, how the heck How the heck did that line up? So is God pleased with someone who just talks to him a lot? No. In the reverse, maybe someone who does all the stuff that he says to do but no. hasn't talked to him. No, because it's not a relationship. You're missing, like, the, you're, you basically don't have a relationship with him. Yeah. And I think what a lot of people tend to do, and what I'm tempted to do, 
is to kind of do like when the one of the twice it happened, this guy would come up to Jesus and he'd be like, "Hey, I've done this and this and this and this. What else do I have to do to get into the kingdom of God?" He's sort of like, "Well, God, I, I've done these things, so we're good, right?" But as if there's an end point instead of a relationship, it being like a, a test or a, a buildup of achievement, and now I'm good. Like, I've put in my time, I've put in my work. Yeah, yeah. It never ends. I know. Yeah. Not until we're done here. So if you were going to summarize everything you just said with taking God seriously, how would you do it? Uh, just by how you said it. Do you talk to him, and do you act out your words? Because our words mean nothing if we don't act it out. And cool. We'll see you guys hopefully next week. Uh, actually, I'm going to be on vacation in Arizona. Oh, nice. But we could split up two podcasts. Oh, right? yeah, we did two. We did another one before this. So we'll see you guys. I guess we won't record for a couple weeks. But uh, talk Ooh. to God and then do it. Just do it, Nike. Yes, just do it. See ya.